things are more emotional and bring families closer together than the sport of football, the athleticism, the brute force, the close wins, and the heartbreaking losses. No team has nurtured that family bond better than the Green Bay Packers, and no place resembles that true football spirit better than the frozen tundra. Many people say you don't become a Packer fan. You're born that way. You bleed green and gold. Now, here are your hosts, father and son, Mike and Sean Reagan, with the Bleeding Green and Gold podcast. Welcome to the Divisional Round edition of Bleeding Green and Gold. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. Oh, Packers lose a tough playoff game in Frisco, 21-24, to but man, that was still a crazy fun game to watch. It was. It was very fun. Um, I don't know. We, I said going in um, on the last podcast, I like it. we kind of were playing with house money. Mm-hmm. Nothing to lose. No one thought we would be here. But the fact that we had it, you know, we had the game and then lost it at the end, like we mm-hmm. always seem good at doing in the playoffs, that made it hurt. I didn't yeah. think it would hurt because I didn't, you know, have huge expectations that we should win this game, but mm-hmm. uh, they they found a way to make it hurt. <laughs> did you watch it uh, with your friend Daniel? I did. He came over. Uh, he's so for those of you who don't know or haven't been listening for years and years and years, Daniel <laughs> is uh, from California, huge 49ers fan, mm-hmm. living uh, out here in the Midwest with us now. So he he popped over and we had a good time. He got uh, very quiet in the second half, both him and his girlfriend, Amelia, just very quiet and reserved. And then at the end of the game, they were all all talkative again. All of a sudden, <laughs> with like a minute left in the game, they're all happy again. I'm not sure what happened there. I had a guy <laughs> walk up to me. I was wearing my uh, Packer um, swimsuit. And... You were on a cruise, to clarify. That's why you weren't here last week. And he, uh, this you guy know, walks up to me and he sees my shorts with the Packer emblem on it. And he goes, well, you'll be done after this week. And I just looked at him. I go, yep, whatever. And then uh, <laughs> we ended up chatting up and he he t- says something about he's a he's actually from Canada, but he's a 49ers fan. And I go, oh, I get you. You're you're a fan. Maybe not the best kind, but you're a fan. But <laughs> um, I just I thought the game was was fun. I was glad that we were competing. Um, and really didn't look like we were, the stage was too big. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it was, it was a good game. It was tough to watch because we were in, um, it's called the craft bar and man, there were so many people packed in there and, you know, Sean knows when you, when you're on a cruise, sometimes you, you got to go to a bar, they say they'll have the game on and then you get there and they don't have the game on. They're like, yeah, we're working on it, but but I uh, got to watch the highlights today and uh, rekindled my excitement for the coming season. <laughs> Good. Uh, when I was watching it with Daniel at the beginning, like right before the game started, I told him uh, the thing about this game is like we are big underdogs and you guys have a lot of studs on the 49ers, mm-hmm. all pros. So you can make a lot of mistakes and still win this game. But if we make a few mistakes, we'll probably lose it. That's a really good point. Yeah. 
That's and that, that's very much how it felt like it turned out in the end. Like we just had big moments that we created, but did not capitalize on. Like we dropped two picks that we should have had. One of them would have been probably a pick six. Mm-hmm. Um, just couldn't punch it in at the goal line. Couldn't get the stop at the end of the game. Loves uh, two interceptions, but that last one, the Favre throw. Oh my gosh. <laughs> on oh first and 10 with two timeouts at the end of the game to th- roll out to the right and throw across your body for an easy pick. Mm-hmm. Like that felt like Favre. That's exactly what I put. Very reminiscent of uh, Farbio. Um, but, you know, because we we had two timeouts left and there was like mm-hmm. 40 seconds. So we had time to at least get into field goal range. But let me ask you, if we got into field goal range, how nervous would you have been to tie the game? I would have felt better about it than after that pick. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well it, I, so I've heard now the last day or so that it was a little out of context, but did you see LaFleur's quote that every time Carlson goes on the field to kick, he prays? No, I did not. Apparently that. did not inspire confidence <laughs> uh, after well, that quote. Did you see they signed another kicker? Yeah, I saw they brought in some competition. We have a lot of big news. As for when we get into the podcast here, some some right. big news since so we are recording a little late. Uh, the game would have been six days ago at this point. We're recording Friday because you had to uh, leisurely jaunt your way back from your leisure cruise where you were leisuring in first class. You, uh, I didn't give you this much trouble when you went to Mexico, man. <laughs> I know that's why it's funnier. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was fun. I liked the way we came out. Um, the running game was working. Um, we were able to keep the ball moving. We scored, they scored, just you know, that back and forth and exciting plays. Um, it just mm-hmm. it was it was a good game. I'm glad, you know, we made it to the second round of the playoffs and looked decent. And uh, mm-hmm. I think we got a long way to to go with this team. Yeah, statistically, we won the game in most areas. Um, you know, we both offensive line was getting a good push, protecting Love. No sacks on the day for Love. Defensively, the line was winning. You know, McCaffrey had a pretty good game, 98 yards on 17 carries, two touchdowns, a couple big plays in there. But he was getting hit in the backfield consistently. Mm-hmm. Our defensive line was getting a good push. Yeah, they were. Um, they were. Overall, playing... Yeah, playing really well. Romeo Dubs had another good game, four catches, 83 yards. And just those those handful of plays that a game can pivot on. You know, the fumble um, a couple times with Love and Nixon. It wouldn't have even been a close game. Right. If the Niners well, had Nixon recovered one, I can't believe we got the ball back after he had <laughs> that, that was crazy. run. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, he seems like, uh, now that we had had Nixon for a full second season. It's either going to be great or it's going to be horrible when he gets the ball. (laughs) I can't remember what's his name. I'm going to bring it up. Uh, Number seven on defense. Um, Quay Walker. Okay. Um, I feel like maybe that's what Nixon is. Like Quay, you know, pushing the other team's personnel. (laughs) 
stuff. We mm-hmm. haven't had one of those for a while. And I, I, he's a solid player. He hits like a ton of bricks. Um, but it seems like maybe his uh, maturity levels and increase, so he's playing smarter. And hopefully, we can do that with Nixon because that's a tough, a tough ask because he's out there just running wild, trying to get as many yards as he can. You know, with a running back, you're like anytime you see somebody coming, you want to grab with two two hands. You know, mm-hmm. what's what it three points or whatever they. Um, <clears throat> But you know he's he's cutting and it's it's a different type of running style. So I'm sure that they'll try to figure it out. But boy, he's exciting and what a roller coaster! He's breaking it. He's breaking it. <laughs> yeah, that's about how it, how it went. <laughs> uh, kind of a frustrating first half for the Packers, where it felt like we were we were playing well, moving the ball. You know, we were not coming out anyone's underdog we were going out there to win mm-hmm. but then we would end up stalling in the red zone three yeah. red zone trips in the first half and we came away with six points after the missed Anders field goal mm-hmm. i don't know why I, I don't know why he's probably the only player i just referred to them by their first name but Anders is such a great first name that i always find myself doing it um is that just him or is it all kickers what First name, no, just Anders. Okay, because Candace could be because <laughs> I called Mike Crosby. Anders. Crosby, it's Sean Anders. It it could be a last name. Oh, I'm confused. Where are you going with this? <laughs> uh, but then we came out very strong in the second half. Um, you know, we'd been getting stalled in the first half, and then came back with back to back touchdown drives to start the second half, and that's when it kind of felt like, okay, this is now our game to lose at this point like we we took control um that bull mountain play at, uh what was it 20 yards i think for that touchdown that was that was um a fun one the safety slipped on that for the niners mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do we want to talk about the weather at this game because going into the game they said there would be a light sprinkle for much of the game See, I'm, no, I want you to talk about this because, like I said, I couldn't really hear anything amongst the crowd. I usually can't hear anything anyway. Um, but uh, I'm seeing these players falling down. And I'm like, just, once again, another another game. Yeah, it went from a forecasted light sprinkle to just downpouring. Um, especially once the third quarter started. Like, it started raining a little, I think, before halftime. But then third quarter, it's just downpouring. And then it would let up. And then it would downpour and then it would let up. And it somehow was lining up with the Packers in the second half being on offense. And so even at the end of the game, you know, we're trying to get a stop on defense to seal the win, but the 49ers march down the field, take the lead. Okay, we still have a little bit of time on the clock for Love to do his thing. And in between the transition of defense to offense, the range is downpours again. They're like showing the stadium and it's just like walls of rain coming down. It's like it had stopped raining for the whole 49ers drive. (laughs) And I don't know. I I had a nun as an English teacher in school who always said that the Packers were God's team. But this really made me doubt it. (laughs) Maybe they're a 49ers fan. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. You talk to people that live out on the West Coast in that area, and they'll tell you that's not unusual. Um, 
when, as far as it coming and going like that or not being, mm-hmm. we're used to it here. You know, we're going to have a dusting of snow tonight and then you wake up and you got six inches on the ground. But um, it really looked like it was affecting it, but it was hard for me to know. Um, but it, it just amazed me that both teams were, were slipping and sliding as much because you would think the home team would have some kind of advantage, you know, that they did have, they did switch cleats. They showed okay. on the sideline at one point they had longer st- or studs to put on the cleats or something like that. Yep, yep. So they they were doing that. Um, I don't know if we were able to, but. Well, I'm sure they, they bring all that stuff. Yeah. So speaking of not being able to get the defensive stop when you need it at the end of the game, divisional round against the San Fran 49ers. There's going to be some fallout from that. And we've been talking a couple seasons now about Joe Barry's seat being hot and Barry's out. Boy, that was a surprise. I found that out yesterday. I was sitting at the airport and I looked up and I, I turned to your mom, and my wife, and I said, hey, they actually did it. They got rid of him. And... uh so it'll be interesting to see who they replace him with and if we have to have the growing pains, because I hope not. I'd rather keep the guy than have to bring in somebody and go, well, we got to give him time and no time now. Yeah, I think I just saw they were uh, interviewing someone today. Yeah, I got it. Um, um, I can't think of the name. You got it let's down? Let's see. Uh, Packer fans are gladly. Uh, oh, I put gl- Packer fans would gladly take this loss. Because that means we got rid of Joe Barry. Um, and they also fired their strength and conditioning coach. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are interviewing former Chargers head coach Brandon Staley. He's yep. supposed to be meeting today. <clears throat> yes. So we'll see. Brandon Staley. See what Jim Leonard's up to. See what Dom Capers is doing these days. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, who's the... I don't... Um, I'd be amazed if you know this. He used to be a head coach. I think he's in his seventies. Um, he's a great defensive mind. Um, I think he would, he was the Denver coach for a while, but um, he had some really good defensive teams. But there's guys out there. Just you got to try and match them with your personnel because you can't just start from scratch. Mm-hmm. But just so you know, Staley is also meeting with. Uh, um, the Dolphins and also the Rams possibly and also potential um, for the Rams for potential uh, Raheem Morris replacement He's, who is now the head coach for Atlanta. So congratulations to him. Oh, really? I did not hear yeah. that. Yeah, I think it was four of the six coaching vacancies have gone to minorities and uh, it's about freaking time. <laughs> I uh yeah, I thought I saw something just the other day that um I can't think of the owner for Atlanta, but that they were frustrated with their coaching search. So sounds like they figured it out. It's, he's the owner of uh Home Depot. Can't think of his name. Oh, uh, the Home Depot guy. Yeah, that guy. Art Smith. Something Smith. Yeah, not I think art. I, said... I don't think it's. <laughs> if only we had this little thing called Google. Um... <laughs> I I was sitting here listening to these sports broadcasters. Arthur Blank. Airport. 
There you go. Thank you. Um, and these announcers are debating if now the Packers should be one of the front runners and winning the Super Bowl next year. And what was the decision? Well, you know, you can't make a decision. You got to argue for an hour. And they just <laughs> back and forth and yell at each other. And um, I just thought it was, you know, that whipsaw that happens. Hey, they look great. And if they have one bad game, oh, they're Lafleur is probably on the hot seat. I told someone the other day at work, um, they were talking about how we've never known hard times for so long in Green Bay. And I told them, like, we have known hard times. We survived two and five. That was yeah. not easy. No, it wasn't. Not those what I expected. Dark, those were dark times for part of a season there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, and then dark times, you uh, you just kind of go back and look at the history. But like, there's about three decades straight where we had dark times. Yeah, you keep telling me that, but I don't remember it. <laughs> How about that? Uh, <laughs> moving on. Aaron Jones, 18 carries, 108 yards, a six point. Oh, average, and he had one long run of 53. Just that running game was really looking good. That long run almost sealed the game for us, actually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, do you think he'll be back? I have a list of guys that I was going to, I want to talk to you about. So let's hold off on that. Deflecting. Okay. Uh, yeah, overall, um, some good performances on the Os offense luke musgrave um looked good he had three catches on four targets we talked about romeo dubs looking good as well um bu -bu -bu. i thought the line you know as we talked about played well especially um on the right side which is zach tom at tackle who's the guard uh john running jr mm -hmm. um they looked solid against you know you got some studs on the other side of that ball with the 49ers so they, they held up well. And just another week in a row that you see a couple crazy blocks by Dontavian Wicks. Not the biggest wide receiver, but just holding his own against some of the elite pass rushers in the league. He's not going out there to chip them and let them pass. He's actually blocking them. Yeah, I know. And it's like, maybe he should put on um, some seminars at practice. There you go. Uh, kind of reminded me of... Um, who do we have? Alan Lazard was always a really good blocker. Sometimes a better blocker than a receiver. Wasn't Driver a really good blocker? He was. He was. Especially for his size. Yeah. So I think we've com compared Wicks to Driver this year, and now he, he now he's blocking. So who knows? Oh, please, baby, keep doing it. Keep doing <laughs> what you need to do. Jordan Love, 21 to 34, 194 yards. Not a huge game. Quarterback rating, uh, 44 points. Wait, it's QBR. What is that? Don't worry about that. Okay. It's quarterback rating, 72.4. <laughs> See, this is how we get along. It's just like how <laughs> his mother, my wife, treats me. He had an average of 5.7, <laughs> two touchdowns, and as Sean mentioned earlier, two interceptions with one being... There's your dagger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that one hurt. Um, but you you said you're optimistic. You're feeling good about next I year. I am. I, I am. I uh, I just I, you know you get get a chance to think about it when you're on vacay and 
or if you're across the pond, you call it Huron holiday. Um, but yeah, I'm excited going in. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a long off season, I think. Um, but, uh, it just, just seems to be a lot of upside. We'll be interested to see what kind of defense we're going to have next year. Um, it would be really nice if we could shore up our special teams. Anders. Um, this guy they brought in, um, to, to kind of put a fire underneath them. They signed, uh, he's a former Georgia standout, Jack Podlensny. Podlensny. And um, during his senior season at Georgia, he was named the SEC Special Teams Player of the Year. He made 26 at 31 field goals, 73 at 74 point afters. Um, but he did miss two field goals in the playoff victory over Ohio State. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Can't Have you hurt. seen Anders Carlson's college stats, college career? No. no. It's not great. It's a, it's around 70%. He had his junior year, I think, hit 90, but then his senior year went back down to around 70. Mm. And, like, his last two years, he, he missed all of his attempted 50-plus yard field goals. Why do we have the kid? <laughs> we drafted him. We spent the draft pick on him. Murphy, what the... I, I think on. they're thinking he's a long-term kind of project type thing, but you know, unlike Jordan Love, who you can sit behind someone while he's a project, your kicker is kind of integral to winning in big moments. Yes, yes, <laughs> as we know well yeah. after this game. Um, so you're talking about um, unrestricted free agents. We got twelve of them. A.J. Dillon, uh, Daguerre, um, Davis, tight end, both of them tight ends. Uh, Yash Neiman is uh, also Runyon, um, inside linebacker. There's Eric Wilson and Christian Welch. We got Ballantyne. Nixon is also Darnell Savage, Jonathan Owens, and Rudy Ford. The only full-time starters on this lift of the, the the list are the safeties, and um, so we'll Aren't, see. I, I know I that Aaron that, Jones was at the end of his contract. Um, no, Aaron Jones. Yeah, I thought exactly. we had to pay him big bucks. Is that not not the case? I don't. I it's don't hard know. to keep up with all the contract stuff. Oh my gosh! Yeah, but. Um, I saw that Lafleur said that he really wants to bring back AJ Dillon, so we'll see. All right, well, looks like we might have him. Um, another season here. We signed him in twenty twenty one to a four year contract. Who whom are you referencing again? Aaron Jones, our running back. Yeah, we don't. Uh, he's not on the list. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was um, asking. Runyon, um, second year third round pick um broke down in tears after the the game said i hope i don't leave Keyson nixon also stated that he hopes to be back so that, that's good stuff a couple of restricted free agents uh running back patrick taylor knock knock and quarterback robert mm, rochelle i uh talking about the guys that might be leaving might be staying um Rizul douglas 
still sad to see him not in a Packers jersey anymore, playing for the Bills. And, you know, it was a shock to lose him middle of the season, more so for the players. They talked about how it was such a surprise. He was such a leader in the locker room. And they've already talked about, like, he has stepped into, like, immediately a leadership role for the Bills and, like, a big part of their playoff push right now. So hmm. hard to not miss the guy, especially when we could have, it felt like used him in the playoffs here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I wonder if it was just a calculated gamble on trying to shake the team up a little bit. They just felt that they needed to wake some people up that we talked about that at the time. It did seem to. <laughs> It so. seemed like we we started playing with more energy, more more juju after that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, one thing we haven't mentioned about the game, I don't know how well you saw this, is the fourth down spot on Jordan Love's QB sneak, where they ended up calling it short of the line. The reviews kept showing that he did get the ball across the line, but they didn't review the play, gave the Niners the ball. Did you see that much? No, no, I didn't. That was so frustrating. <laughs> like, I don't want, I don't like to harp on the refs much, you know, talking about the game, but come on. Like, in a big moment, like, first of all, on third down, they spot Aaron Jones's run short. It should have been like fourth and in inches. Instead, it's like fourth and a yard, maybe a little bit more. Um, even Aaron Jones is pointing at the to the ref like it should be here. Um and then they QB sneak it with Love. He gets stuffed by uh, Greenlaw, Trey Greenlaw, in the middle there. And replay after replay, it's that you can see Love is getting it across the line. And they marked it short, didn't review anything, Niners ball. And it's like, I hate these big moments coming down to just, you know, horrible refing decisions, even if it benefits us. I think the NFL loves it. What are people talking about? More football. We need AI overlords to take over refing. <laughs> that sounds like a great plan, man. They're taking our jobs. <laughs> hey, um, you got anything else about the game? Not not too much about the game. Um, it's tough loss. Tougher because we could have won it, but like you said, there's a lot to be hopeful for in the coming seasons. And remember, next year anything can happen. We're a talented team, young team, small contracts. But the year after that, we're winning the Super Bowl. For sure. Guaranteed. You heard it here. So we're going to win it two years in a row then. Yeah. Next year and then the year after. And I'm not even talking about after that. Who could, Who knows? Maybe three years, four years. <laughs> It's just Lombardi Trophy and Lambo from now on. And that's going to be it. You know, Jordan Love's going to go after Tom Brady's Super Bowl record. Yep. And eventually he'll have a unsuccessful stint for the Jets as our new successor takes over. <laughs> it's an unending line of, line of succession in Green Bay. <laughs> uh, man, that'd be funny. Uh, <laughs> are you ready for the game ball, sir? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. And now it's time for the game ball. 
This week's game ball goes to Jordan Love. Not the best game. I usually go kind of very heavily off statistical performances on the field. But as a season overall, stepping into massive shoes to fill in the legacy of Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre with a historic organization, a lot of pressure, and over the whole season, just grew and grew and grew into a more complete, more confident quarterback that gives, I think, all of Cheesehead land something to be hopeful for in years to come. Our final game ball of the season is for Jordan Love. Oh, then, and we're giving it with love, man. We're giving it with there love. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, congratulations, Jordan. Um, now, um, since your season's over, you can get back to training and watching film. Um, there you go. Coming up, we got uh, Championship Sunday. We got the AFC game first. Kansas City travels to Baltimore, which... Um, I think this is the first time in like five years they haven't had the game in KC. Maybe I could be wrong there, but yeah. Kansas City's eleven and six. Baltimore is thirteen and four. Patrick Mahomes has never not made the championship, AFC championship. For real, I did not. I didn't. Not <laughs> it's know an insane statistic. Oh my gosh! They're talking about how he has the chip on his shoulder this year because he's not. He's not the home team the whole playoffs. <laughs> Like what? You're really digging deep to find a chip on the shoulder at this point. (laughs) How dare you not make me the one seed? (laughs) But I don't know that Ravens good game. I think it will be. They got two dynamic quarterbacks playing. The Ravens look really good. Ravens look really good. Chiefs have been very up and down this year, especially Mm -hmm. on offense, but. Then the playoffs started, and it looks like the same old Chiefs that we see every year yeah. with, with Mahomes this time of the year. So, I mean, that's kind of what the Patriots did for a long time in the Brady years. That even seasons where they did not look like the dominant, you know, undefeated Patriots, but they would they would make their way into the playoffs. And then once those playoffs games started, there was just a different mentality. They're like, this is our tournament. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of like... Um... But the NBA has been doing for years because they have such a long season that you kind of have to be smart about your players and wearing down before you even have a chance to set yourself up for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So the game after is the uh, NFC championship game. The Lions travel to that slippery field in San Francisco, and both teams are at 12 and 5. Wow. To be a Lions fan this year. Do you think they have any of what, so what I was kind of saying with the Packers, you know, playing with like nothing to lose, house money, no one, you know, thinks you're going to like take it all. Or do you think this is now the biggest moment in their team's history and they feel the pressure? I I can't say team history, but um, I definitely think they're feeling the pressure. They, they've had a lot of pressure just coming mm-hmm. into the season and they played well and they done some really good stuff so i could definitely see him being a little tight but 
You know, they got a good head coach that uh, just he'll he'll bite them in the kneecaps if they start getting too tense. And so I'm hoping for a good game. I think it could be you got, uh, was it Goff is going back to California? Um, it, it's his hometown, even, where he grew up. Neat. That's a great story. It's not I bet really, you will hear about that. It doesn't that really feel twice. like an away game at that point, does it? <laughs> right. Well, you're, Sleep, you're sleeping you in your, your childhood fans. bed. You don't have your, yeah. Um, and his mom could cook for him and make his bed. Exactly. Um, you don't have your hometown fan base like you would at home. Mm -hmm. So I think that would be a big difference. And you pl they're playing out in the elements instead of in a dome. Yeah. Which both of these quarterbacks, Jared Goff and Brock Purdy for the Niners, they're the quarterbacks they talk about having smaller hands compared to the average NFL quarterback. You know what they say about and, people? Small hands. And there is a chance of rain. No, all right, Michael. <laughs> There's a chance of rain, so both of them have known to not play great in weathery games. So it, it might be an interesting one out in Cali. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I enjoy watching good football. I met a guy on the trip, uh, former dentist and uh, from California, and he... Um, he went to school at the University of Illinois. I grew up in just outside Chicago, and um, his family were Bears fans. And and he's like, he goes, "You talk about cursing a kid, make him a Bears fan." He says, "We have sucked my whole life, except for one year." And he's like, "But I hate what football's become." And then so he just goes down the laundry list. All oh, this instant replay crap. Come on, <laughs> and <laughs> just let him play. <laughs> who do you think is going to win it the whole thing or who do you think is going to be in the Super Bowl and win it which two um, I did concede the pick to you last week I know you didn't listen to the podcast what did, what, what did we end up with uh, for the good guys you were a plus seven on the year oh, I think it's probably oh. one of my better years <laughs> uh, I think just going off, you know, whatever it's worth. Um, I'm going to say I would really like to see a, a Baltimore-Detroit game, but I'm going to say Baltimore and the 49ers. Baltimore you? 49ers? I was going to say Baltimore-Detroit. I, I think like there's to something to this Lions team. I think, they'll, I think they'll pull it through. I think it'll be a really close game, but I think they'll end up outscoring them. I don't think they'll necessarily stop them uh, with their defense, but I think they will outscore them. What are the odds on this game, I wonder? I do not know, man. Lions. Um, I know it'd be fun, though. I, I, Baltimore has just got some of the games you, that they are able to they just dominate the other team, which is not that usual for a, a professional team, so... Lions are three to one underdogs. Hmm. What does that mean, Sean? It means if you bet ten dollars on the Lions to win, you get thirty bucks. If they do. If they do. Okay. It means they should not win. <laughs> I I uh, walked through the casino a few times because there was a bar at the end, and um, <clears throat> the uh, watching people play 
poker and stuff. They had a, a game that was called three card poker. Have you ever heard of that? Mm -mm. And then you get, they had different places, kind of like on a roulette where you can put your card or stuff. You use the dealer's three cards to work with your cards. And it depends on how you bet and stuff. It's just, but no, thank you. That, that, that stuff, it stresses me out to just watch people gamble. <laughs> so how'd you feel about the 2023 season for the Bleeding Green and Gold podcast, Sean? Not, not for the Packers, but for the podcast? Well, that's been the next question. Okay. I thought the podcast did well. I think, I think we achieved what we meant to do. What was and that again? Thank you to all the new listeners who joined this season. We did have a lot of new listeners pick it up, and we had some new people join the group. So thank you. Welcome, everyone. If you yeah, haven't already, join Bleeding Green and Gold at Facebook. Stay part of the conversation this offseason. Yeah, that'd be great. And do appreciate you, you tuning in. It's, it's funny, you know, I get so used to doing this with you every week. If I don't see you personally, at least I know we're going to, I'll see you doing these. And I'm kind of, I kind of missed chatting with you last week. <laughs> I'm sure the sun, the nice shiny sun made you feel a little bit better after your blues. Well, normally this is where the other person would say, well, I miss talking to you too, but okay, <laughs> I'll take it. I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You got anything more? Um, no, not really. Um, like I said, I just I felt good after the game. It, I tackling looked better. Hitting, you know, guys hitting other guys hard instead of bouncing out of the way. Um, yeah, I, I, it just now it's hard to turn off the faucet because you know for the whole season you, I'm trying to absorb as much as I can so we can talk about it. Now it's just a matter of. Who's going to be the new defensive coordinator? The Packers going to make any more moves? And this is what they need to do. Here's the players they need to get rid of. You know, it's just that same every year. Well, the draft will come soon enough. <laughs> Where is the draft this year? Do you know? I forgot. Oh, is... I don't know. Didn't you say it's at Lambeau soon? I think that's two years. Two years? Yeah, for Lambeau. But how about I'm you? You sure. got anything else? No. No, it's uh, we said seeing a successful like potential in Jordan Love would be a successful season. We said yep. exceeding expectations would be making the playoffs, and we did more than that. So, yeah, yeah, I'm happy. You're happy. We're all happy. Should we go home happy? <laughs> no, sure, let's uh, be happy. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. We love having you here. We love having you in Packers land. And until next season, go pack. Go. Thank you for listening to the Bleeding Green and Gold podcast with your hosts, Sean and Mike Reagan. Make sure to subscribe and check out the website at bleedinggreenandgold.com. Join the Facebook group. All questions and comments are welcome. Send them to feedback at bleedinggreenandgold.com. And until next time, Go Pack Go! Go!